Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews to what I'm calling Rocktober. My look at rock icon horror movies for the first two weeks. I'll be looking at Alice Cooper movies. No, not Prince of, Prince of Darkness, sadly, but maybe sometime next year. His movies are Monster Dog and Suck, two little known horror movies. Why Alice Cooper? Well, I've seen him live three times and a man is a legend. Now, as to why he took this movie. Simple. For most of the 70s, he was an alcoholic and a cocaine user, which I never knew about. I knew about alcoholism, but not the cocaine. However, he gave all that up in 1983 and hasn't touched anything since. However, fortunately, he was dropped by his record label and he did something to get him back on top. So when he was offered this low-budget Spanish horror, he jumped on it thinking this would never be released outside Spain. However, this was bootlegged and released on DVD in 2004 when I picked it up, which was supposed to be a legit release, explaining why the picture quality is horrendous and the sound is terrible. What I don't get, however, if he, he was using this opportunity to come back on top, why take it if he only thought it was going to be released in Spain? Anyway, moving on. So no one knew their own voice. Even Al Cooper was dubbed by a guy called Ted Ruzov. So with that, I guess it's on with the show, starring Alice Cooper. And I should apologise up front, because these names are going to be butchered. Victoria Vieira, Carlos Santoro, Pepper Sarasa, and Pepita James. Directed by Claudio Farago. Faragso? I think I should say that. <laughs> the plot... A rockstar returns to childhood home after 20 year absence where the locals are getting killed by a pack of wild dogs. The police just think this is a pack gone wrong, but is there something more sinister happening? So, after some creepy mid-80s mid-music plays and titles are over, which are really cheap, which is basically just a red background with black writing, we meet Vince Raven, played by a rock icon Alice Cooper in all his 80s cheesetastic glory as he is filming a music video for his next song, Identity Crisis. And this is one of only two times we actually hear Alice's real voice. And I've got to wonder if this is actually a real song or not. Hmm. We then see Scooby Van, oh sorry, a tour van as it sneaks up a Spanish hill pretending desperately to be somewhere in America. I'm guessing a deep south. Judging by some of the yokels in this thing later. Anyway, moving on. It then cuts back to the music video. And this is where I start going, what the fuck? Because this movie does this constantly through the movie. It keeps on cutting back and forward and back and forward. It makes no fucking sense. Is this bad editing? Or is this to be European horror films or films? I have no idea. Now, is it wrong? I actually kind of like this song. Okay, it's no schools out or no most nice guy. But it's okay. So... We then cut back to the shagging wagon, oops, sorry, tour bus, and Vincent isn't pleased with the music Vince video. Vince, you, oh god, video. <laughs> uh, this movie has one of the worst dubbing I've ever seen. Uh, the guy that got to dumb Alice Cooper doesn't even sound like him. And hold on a second here, did this thing have an in car video player? back in 1984, because I swear to God it shows I was pressing a stop button, and then some sort of TV turns itself off and a video pops out, videotape that has pops out, and I wonder they had in-car video systems in 1984, moving on. He also explains the reason why this movie is getting made. To his girlfriend, I think, Sandra, played by Victoria Vieira, who apparently was a bit of a diva on set, and would show up hours late until the, the director 
literally slapped her across the face and she was put in her place. Wrongly so, I'm guessing. Anyway, I'm going to say wrongly so. I think that is her name because we don't get names in this at all. It's the full mid-80s horror film. There's no bloody names. Meanwhile, in the back of the van, the rest of the band smoke dope. I think that's what's happening because it's really unclear what the hell they're doing. And the dubbing is very, very bad. Plus, the picture quality is horrendous. So, at Vince's childhood home later that night, we see the housekeeper making sandwiches for the band. He hears noises, so goes off to investigate, finding an open window in the library, which he closes and hears dogs barking. Investigating further, he finds a pack of wild dogs, all different breeds, which I don't think that happens in wild dogs. Maybe we have Rottweilers, Alsatians, Dobermans, German Shepherds, Schnauzers even. And I think there's a French poodle in the background, which is weird. However, the dogs just sit there, growl and snarl at him. Because these poor dogs haven't been fed in days, as the director wanted a real hunger in their eyes, these sick fuck. He just stands there as the dogs growl and snarl. Then it just weirdly cuts. It then shows a foggy road and the local sheriff, Sheriff Morrison, played by Ricardo Palacios, and his deputy Luis Maluenda, I think that's how you pronounce that, waiting in the fog with shotguns as dogs are heard, are heard howling in the background. So back in, on the road, we see Vince getting stopped by the, the roadblock, and we hear that the whole county has roadblocks every so many feet, and something about wild dogs. So it turns out, the sheriff knew Vince when he was a kid and warned him about the wild dogs. Gotta say, the sheriff looks a lot like Leatherface, aka Gunnar Hansen. And then he blase tells him about five dead bodies in the area and chalks up to a dog attack. Uh, now, if the dogs are really this vicious and nasty, then why not round them up instead of letting them run amok? You moving on. With the warning from the sheriff, Vince and the band go on their merry little way. Back on the road, Vince's girlfriend asks what the sheriff meant by the business with his father 20 years earlier. However, he doesn't answer. So she asks how he can find his way in the fog with him answering with his nose, of course. So now we see part dog. Hmm. Back with Sheriff, his deputy, hears a noise in the bush and is spooked. So off goes the Sheriff, cracking bad jokes and whining us along the way. And then it goes dead. The deputy goes in after him. And this set is tiny. I swear to God, it's only two trees and five bushes. And I know that's a low-budget horror movie, but come on, folks. Have a bit more variety. Deep in the woods, and by deep, I mean two feet, the deputy finds the Sheriff's body mutilated. Then... He is quickly wolfed, pardon the pun, by some sort of dog-like creature, which we don't actually see because it's flashed and then it cuts abruptly. And meanwhile, back on the road, Vince runs over a dog that comes out of absolutely nowhere. So the band help Vince move the body off the road as Vince sends a band me member, Jordan, played by Emilio Linder, to turn on the floodlights of the van. It is here he sees something in the bush. As Vince and Frank, played by Carlos Santoro, move the dog's body. Vince then takes a rock, which already has blood on it, and puts the dog into misery by bashing its brains And Even though the dog was sideswiped by the van, it could possibly be reasonably okay, but a bit of damage to his back. Legs doesn't have to be killed immediately. God almighty. Walking away, they see a crazed old man walking out of the bush, and this is this movie's Crazy Ralph from video 13th. As he tells them they're all doomed, sorry, dead, and warning about the full moon. This guy is 
covered in blood and scratch marks and bite marks and God knows what this guy's a fucking mess. Anyway, freaked out by the ominous warning, the band hide in the van as Vince and Sandra go into the six foot wood, sorry, deep dark woods, looking for the old coot armed with a wrench. So deep, I by deep, I mean a foot. Into this woods, they come across something that looks like the Ghostbusters dog's illegitimate brother. This is a really piss-poor puppet, folks. Three seconds later, and... Oh, sorry, it cuts. Another one of these abrupt, weird cuts. And three seconds later, Vince and Sandra are back at the van, and then just drive off. We're not saying a word to each other. Finally, they find a house which looks right out of a Resident Evil game, and once inside, Vince looks for the housekeeper alone as the band tuck into the sandwiches. Exploring the house with a dusty loaded shotgun, would that thing even bloody fire? Is, mm. Vince finds the old man's bedroom with a light swinging by itself. So this is a Resident Evil game then. Hey. He then continues to explore, finding a huge empty room with chains and remains on the floor. Which is unexplained. As the band eats yet another tray of sandwiches. Still exploring, as the band tuck into yet more food with some really bad product placement as it's Pepsi cans and, weirdly, Kellogg's breakfast cereal packets screwed all around the room. One of the girls, Angela, played by Pepita James, is suddenly psychic all of a sudden and has feelings of dread and doom. Oh gee love, could it be the fact that you're in a spooky old house? Or the warning of doom from the old man that just disappeared into fresh air? Can't think why. Hmm. Then the movie shows all sorts of weird shots, such as Vince finding a painting of an old man, the old man from the bush, that is, I think, in one of the bedrooms. Then someone is in the back of a storeroom reading a book. And then two girls in a bed. What the actual fuck movie? What the... Oh, my God. One of the girls then has a nightmare of the old man's warning. And she wakes up to find the old man standing in the bedroom, warning her yet again as the two girls are slashed to pieces dead lying next to her. He then grasps at her shirt and chases her around until she finds a room, which has to be a study, and locks the door, finding a little letter opener on a desk as she uses it as a weapon, so he spouts more doom talk behind the door. She backs into a dark bedroom, as you do in cheap horror movies, as the two guys fall at her feet, slashed to pieces, almost dead. As the old man taunts her from behind the door, she opens the door, but the old man has vanished. So she looks for Vince, and then at the bottom of the stairwell, the old man attacks her yet again out of bloody well nowhere. She stabs him to death with the letter opener, and then finds Vince in a rocking chair, uh, where he does his best thriller, as he stares at camera with full werewolf face, which then jokes onto reality. The band run in and find her screaming in the bedroom, and then she tells them about her nightmare and all they do is laugh at her as she tries to tell them she thinks Vince is a werewolf. So much later that night, Sandra, via lantern light, finds Vince in his study reading a book with a picture of the 1940s wolfman just glued in on it. And this makes no fucking sense because it's just a production shot or a some sort of promo shot of, I think it was Lon Chaney as a werewolf uh, in season four of Garb, but it makes no sense, but moving on. She doesn't believe him when he tells her werewolves are real and goes on a rant about it's almost the year 2000 and she's some hotshot videographer. Tells her 
More of his backstory about how 20 years earlier dogs had killed entire families and the village blamed his father because his father had some sort of heart problem that made him howl at the moon. What? That his mother would find him in the bushes with blood and guts all over his hands and face and dead sheep at his feet. So the villagers killed him with pitchforks and torches and I kid you not folks, they actually said pitchforks and torches. She still doesn't believe him about the werewolves even though she saw one hours earlier and she goes on and on about some hold she was to have with him and how she really does love him. They snog out of nowhere and she goes off to bed however not before looking at a really bad family painting of Vince, his mother and father. A wolf howls and then she notices the same creature in the painting as she saw in the night. Really movie? You would have a family portrait which looks badly done from the start but yet I have this weird werewolf creature sitting in the bushes. Really? Come on. Moving on. The next morning, the band mess around with the filming equipment as Vince and Sandra scout out filming locations on the grounds. As they come across a fenced off area with chicken wire, and this thing's about, I don't know, 10, 12 feet high, and there's chains and bloodied body parts and bones scattered over the place. So it's like some sort of, I don't know, fencing area. You put wild dogs or such. Anyway, they continue to mess around and this up for the shoot. As some sort of electro pop 80s song plays, which is not Alice Cooper's song, it shows Vince getting ready wearing more makeup than a bad drag queen. Because you gotta love the 80s, because you could wear more makeup than a drag queen, yet still be seen as a manly man. The movie then shows the group, which is not his band, but a film crew, even though I thought it was his bloody well band. Filming his latest music, Vince's latest music video, Something in the Mirror, in all his MTV 80s glory, again with Alice singing. As the camera rolls, Angela, dressed as a southern belle, comes down the stairs and sees the housekeeper's body in an upstairs window as lightning flashes in the pitch black. Wait, it's not a hidden... Sorry, it's not an upstairs window, but it's a hidden room behind a fireplace as it flashes onto the family painting for no fucking reason. So the body falls the window onto Angela and she starts screaming in hysterics, so the group just up and leave her alone as Vince checks out the hidden room. She then has another vision of the old man as the group find the hidden room trashed. Then all of a sudden Angela is outside and it's bright broad daylight even though seconds earlier it was pitch black and thunder and lightning. Okay then. As she is now in a trance, Angela just walks off into the woods. So the group arm themselves with the shotguns as Vince goes out to search for her alone, trying to call the police, but some sort of hippie, bloody Texas Chainsaw rip-off wannabe guy cuts the wire. Sandra freaks out about this and then freaks out about Angela's nightmare to Mary Lou, played by Pepper Sarasa. Finally, I get all their fucking names only 45 minutes into this godforsaken movie and it's only an hour and 20 minutes long. Meanwhile, outside, a large group of villagers are amassing as Vince runs off to find Angela. The crew pack up the van as a small mob drive up to the house asking if they've saw the dogs and then mock them when they say they're ready for them even though they have pump action shotguns and this mob has double barrel shotguns. Ugh, moving on. Meanwhile, Vince is still hunting down Angela so the mob tried to press the crew into letting him into the house so Sandra says no. However, she is talked into letting them in foolishly. I mean, these guys look like 
Brooks, the Sawyer family from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Meanwhile, in the bush, Angela just stops and sits down by the same tree she walked past three times and just waits for no reason. Back at the house, one of the mobsters have shot out the tyres for the van and inside they have attacked the crew. Again, this mob looks like the Sawyer family, you know, the actual normal looking ones. Back with Vince, he's still looking for Angela even though he's walked past the same fucking boulder five times. Up at the house, the crew are now held hostage as the leader of the mob explains what Vincent is. Also what he wants to do with him with a single silver bullet to the heart. Yet more backstory as the mob leader explains why he killed Vince's dad. That he was indeed a werewolf with the crew and believing their story until they say the sheriff is dead along with his deputy. And they saw a wolf-like creature, which Sandra then confirms she saw. So finally deep in the woods, even though you can see the house about 50 feet in the background, Vince finds Angela and drags her back to the house. Minutes later, they're there. So the mob set up a trap. Unfortunately, Angela is shot and not Vincent. Uh, Vince as he tries the back way in. She walks in in slow motion and then dies in Sandra's arms and I swear to god the shot is three minutes long. Dear oh dear. Just then, Vince shows at the door and is shot at but so he runs off. With the mob splitting up, the leader leads one of the mobsters to kill the crew. Meanwhile, Vince is up in the roof with this chicken coop wire type cage thingy. So Vince stalks the mob as a lone mob member taunts the boys calling them queers and how much he hates gays, and how he wants them dead. So stay classy, 1980 Spain. Stay classy. With that, Sandra grabs a fire poker and nails the guy to the floor as the guys unarm him. And this makes no sense. She just stabs him once with it in the toes, and he's now nailed to the... Oh, moving on. Nailed to the floor. On the roof, the rest of the mob are spooked. And are able to find Vince. Just like that, dogs show up out of nowhere as Vince blows away one of the mob members at close range. The crew open the front door and are jumped by the dogs, which again haven't been fed in days. Also, the actors had hidden food on him to make the attacks look more realistic. The two boys are pretty much ripped apart as Vince kills the two remaining monsters, one by blowing his head clean off and the other by blowing away his guts. In some bad 80s gore effects, the dogs then run amok as Vince stands in a trance. They find the final mobster, but he tries to kill the dog with a oil lamp, but he sets himself alight and jumps to his death out of the window. Back with the crew, the dogs have pretty much torn apart the boys, or their clothes anyway, and for the hidden food, as Sandra just stands there with a loaded shotgun. By the way, these are real loaded shotguns, folks. Folks. And I've got to say, these dogs look far too happy to be scary. Mind you, they have just been fed for the first time in days. Also, I think that one of these actors were bitten for real as his arm looked really badly mauled. The werewolf shows up at the front door and is quickly shot by Frank. Most of the, Apparently, most of the movie's budget went on this werewolf puppet. However, the director broke it on the first day of shooting while playing around with it and this is why it's hardly in a bloody movie and why it looks fucking awkward and cheesy as hell looking. And according to information I could dig up about this, this VHS sold for $70 back in 1985. Also, both songs sung by Alice Cooper are available in a box set called The Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper. 
Moving on back to the movie, Frank runs out of ammunition, so attacks the creature with the empty shotgun and a leather jacket, as the girls are chased down by the pack of dogs. It was at this point, according to Internet Movie Database, the director went nuts at the cameraman as he ran out of film, chasing around with a loaded, real loaded shotgun and shooting bullets at him, taking pot shots at him. This guy's a fucking lunatic. First he slaps his main actress, then he starves the poor dogs, and then he shoots at his cameraman for a real loaded shotgun. My lord. Moving on. The creature quickly kills Frank and drags his body into the night. I'll be with it. The girls are chased into a bedroom where, sorry, sorry, bathroom where Mary Lou is bitten by the creature somehow, as Vince shows up to lead them away. It then cuts just like that to Vince and Sandra barricading themselves in a bedroom as Mary Lou is talking to herself in a mirror, where she suddenly blames Vince for all this, and then suddenly just falls in his arms and bursts into tears. It then shows a moon shot, and Mary Lou is passed out on the bed. The bedroom door is opened and Vince is nowhere to be seen. Sandra walks into the mist that's somehow in the house, finding Vince surrounded by the dogs at the front door. Sandra creeps up on Vince as he sends her to get Mary Lou, saying it's all okay, the dogs are now calm. So off she goes to get Mary Lou and the camera pans up and holds on Vince's dead eyes. Leaving the house, they try to take the mob car but they don't have no keys. So leaving Mary Lou in the car, Vince and Sandra look for the car keys, finding the car keys up on a roof with the mobsters. The leader suddenly comes back to life, even though he'd be shot in the stomach. So Sandra blows him away with the double barrel shotgun to the head. Going back to the car, they drive off into the fog as Mary Lou is dead in the back seat. So the creature bites into Vince Sandra jumps out of the car as Vince crashes further up the road, leaving Sandra alone in a fog as she hears a shotgun blast, so she investigates finding the wrecked car upside down and empty as a wolf howls in the background as the camera pans down and hangs on Mary Lou's dead body. Walking off into the fog, Sandra is attacked by the creepy old man yet again as he spouts out that Vince's mother turned him into a werewolf and Vince is now the head werewolf and then he just vanishes again hmm. stumbling around the woods she finds a half transformed Vince begging to be killed however she just stands there as he transforms and this is no America werewolf in London folks this looks like a cheap fucking Halloween mask finally she blasts it away with the shotgun and then breaks down in tears. Heading back to the road, she tosses away her shoes and shotgun and she imagines the actors happier as it flashes up on the screen as Cred Identity Crisis song plays and credits roll. What the actual fuck did I watch? This is why I hardly ever watch European horror movies. Sure, they're beautifully shot, but they make no fucking sense. A weird movie that has strange jump cuts uh, to things that have happened, could happen, and maybe will happen, then goes back to the story. An okay looking creature design, but it looks too cheap and really hard to see in some of these fucking piss poor scenes that is coated with fake fog. The two mediocre Alice Cooper songs can't even save this thing, even though give Alice his due, these songs were written apparently in 15 days and were recorded in 15 days as I'm quite rushed up to get this movie out. So for that I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. If you're looking for an early 80s werewolf movie, stick with American Werewolf in London folks. 
Anyway, come back next week for Alice Cooper again in the rock vampire movie Suck. Then 1986's Trick or Treat starring Gene Simmons and finally I look at Rob Zombie's Halloween, one of my most hated movies. November is Nostalgia November with Viva Vendetta, Donnie Darko, S. Darko, yes folks, S. Darko, I'm going to go there, and A Nightmare Before Christmas. December is Festive Fights with Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Batman Returns and Lethal Weapon 1. So don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and follow me on SoundCloud where I have dozens of other movie reviews. Also email me Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com all lowercase about what you think of my podcast. Anyway, a goodbye.